What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd make a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! As the days of summer get longer and longer, the left gets crazier and crazier. Again, this is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Mad Ramblings of a Gen Xer. Oh, I want to talk about a couple things today. Haven't been on the mic because of the fact that it is the summertime. But you got some Supreme Court rulings coming down. We're waiting on the uh, the ruling, which should probably come down shortly, in reference to the College Loan Forgiveness Program. That Mr. Biden just decided, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wipe out all this debt that is owed to the government for people that knowingly took the debt, understanding that they needed to pay back the debt, but they need to be forgiven for the debt because it's too much money. Well, you know what? When you go buy a car, you don't get it home and look at it a year later and say, you know what? Or four years, four years, some people five years later, look at it and say, you know what? This isn't the car I wanted five years later. It's not worth the money I thought it was going to be worth. I'm going to take it back to the dealer and demand my money. No, it just doesn't work that way. Well, the Supreme Court came down with a ruling today, and it it rules. It was rules. Uh, what was the ruling for? It was race-based affirmative action programs. So basically what the Supreme Court had ruled today is that these programs are unconstitutional. We did a a uh, podcast the other day where we spoke about a, a Asian gentleman who had a perfect math score on the SATs. I, I think he had 1580 total on the SATs, had a great GPA, grade point average of 4.87. And he applied all to, to all these Ivy League schools and got denied from all of them. And they have some kind of, uh, I guess the, these Ivy League schools have some kind of system that they use where they plug in all this information, and they basically told this kid, you only had a 20% chance of getting into these schools. He's got like a 4.7, a 4.87 GPA. Perfect score on math. Oh, he also got he also got denied getting into MIT. You know, like I think it was a 1580, like I said, a total of his SATs. But he only had a 20% chance of getting into school because he was Asian. We, 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 we should have never lived in a society where we base admissions are our base employment hires on race. We've seen this happen in New York city where they actually lowered the, the requirements, physical requirements for firefighters because female minorities were not able to pass the test. Now I don't know about you, but if you cannot carry a 50 pound hose up 10 flights of stairs into a burning building to save my family or to save someone else's family. I don't want you on the job, but because of the fact that these were African-American women, they decided that we are going to lower the standards so they can become firefighters. 
They did the same thing with the police. They've lowered the standards in New York in reference to the police because not only because of the fact that they have a lack of applicants, but because of the fact that they just need to get people wearing the badge. But again, I and, and you see these things that have happened with police officers recently. And some of these people you find out were ill-trained or ill-equipped or should never have even been police officers, but they became police officers because of the fact that there was a dearth and reference to applications and they needed to lower the standards, not only, and they lowered these standards mainly for, for minorities so they could get people in these positions. So the Supreme Court issued a decision in the affirmative action case today against Harvard and University of North Carolina. And it basically says reject it is rejecting the use of race as a factor in college admissions as a violation of the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause. Now, they're saying that many universities have kind of come out and argued against that uh, race-based admissions. And I love this. Race-based admissions ensure the student body remains diverse. Oh, I thought I, I, I didn't know school was about diversity. I thought school was about getting the grades to get into a good school, no matter what color your skin is, no matter what your ethnicity is, no matter what planet you're from. That's what I always thought it was about. I didn't know we were looking to remain diverse. While some critics, such as the plaintiffs in the case, argue that the policy discriminates against many qualified students based on race. Now, the, the people that brought these lawsuits were actually Asian American, which I find it funny because a lot of people are, are going to see this and go, it's all a bunch of white people. The white people are doing this again. No, these were Asian Americans that brought this case up because of the fact that they are being discriminated against. Now, this group initially sued Harvard University in 2014 for violating the Civil Rights Act, which prohibits discrimination based on race, color, or national origin in any type of activity that receives federal funds or other federal financial assistance. So they're basically saying, you know what, how about we get accepted into school on our merit? The complaint against Harvard alleged that the school's practices penalize Asian American students and they fail to employ race neutral practices. Now, when you have some type of equation that you put into your system at a school and then one of the things that weighs against you is your race or your ethnicity, there's a problem there. There's an issue there. Again, this should be about academics. That's that's all this should shoot. That's all this should be about. And they're not showing anything that that getting these they don't show graduation rates of the people that probably should not get in what their graduation rates were. Now, the U.S. Courts of Appeals of the First Circuit had ruled in favor of Harvard upholding a outcome of a district uh, tort uh, bench ruling or bench trial. So the district court said that the evidence against Harvard was inconclusive and that the observed discrimination affected only a small pool of Asian-American students. But you're saying you're telling me it, it's it's that it's no big deal, but it, it does. It only affects these people right here. It only affects you guys. Oh, my God. I, I, I Maybe this judge didn't go to school because of the fact that that sounds like you're discriminating against a group. And while people say it's only a small group, well, transgenders are only a small group. They mess up make up less than 1% of the population, but I get beaten on the head with it every day about how they're being discriminated against discriminated against. I never even cared about it when they were, I have told this story before. There's a guy at the local fast food place. That's definitely transgender. He's been there for years. Talked to him when he's there. Never, never even thought about it. Didn't think about it now until you beat me over the head with it. And I still don't think about it because I really don't care. But if you are sitting there and telling me we are not allowing the best and the brightest to get into higher learning institutes because of the fact of race, 
that's that's discrimination at its core. At its core by itself. Now, they were saying that this was one of the most spirited debates that occurred uh, within the Supreme Court in a long time. Uh, and Justice uh, Roberts and uh, what's uh, really went over and grilled Harvard lawyer, the Harvard lawyer, I think it was Sean Waxman, and Judge uh, one of the Judge Press Waxman on why it is it that Asian American students regularly receive lower personal scores on their applications than other races. Now then Waxman talked about the justice question uh, and, and basically just kind of frustrated everybody. It was evidently it was a tense back and forth, but you know what? It makes sense. You cannot just sit there and tell me because of the fact that you are a minority group or a certain minority group that we have decided that you can't get into school that you want to get into, even though you have more than produced the grades and the results needed to get into that school because of your race, that that is not discrimination. That's it. It, it just kind of it kind of just drives you crazy. It really does. It, you just look at some of this stuff and you're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. There was something that was kind of a little interesting the other day. An infectious disease doctor warns of a deadly drug-resistant fungus that's being missed by most physicians. Now, if you ever played the video game The Last of Us, which turned, which actually turned into, I think it was HBO Max, or maybe it's just the Max now, uh, which actually was turned into a, a series from, like I said, HBO Max. It was actually a really good series. I enjoyed it. The guy that's the Mandalorian is is the guy that plays Joel, the lead character, one of the lead characters in the story. And, and, it, it, and it's interesting because there was a segment in the beginning of the series, I can't remember if it was episode one or two, that this doctor in the 70s do, talks about the fact that we are not going to be taken down as a society from a, a, a virus from, from COVID, you know, from a COVID type virus that it's going to be a, a, a fungal spores that were actually going to take down the population at some point in time. And it was really interesting because it was, it, they did, they portrayed it like it was back in the sixties. And um, it, I just thought it was funny because I skipped I think it was like a day later I saw an art and this was like a couple months back. I saw an article about a drug resistant fungus and it's kind of scary if you think about it. Now, while death and disease from a common fungus are, are rare and uncommon, they do happen. And, and doctors are right now are taking a, they're, they're keeping an eye out on a spread of a recent uh, strain, uh, excuse me, a, a strain that they recently discovered. Boy, I can't talk today. I really, I can't talk today. And it's interesting because of the fact that, like I said, it, uh, it attacks the autoimmune system. It does, it does all these bad things. And they're calling it, the CDC has labeled it a global threat. And this is, on, this is actually on their website as well. And it has, it is multiple drug resistant. And it's, it's scary if you think about it. Now, doctors have looked at and tested this fungus through certain blood samples. Uh, but the doctors right now are still not under, they don't understand where it's coming from, how it's happening. And they say patients get very sick with a fever, pneumonia, shock. So basically, this fungus just takes over and kills the patient. Now, they're not saying this is something you need to start worrying about. But they're just letting doctors know, especially young doctors, about this fungus and telling them what to kind of look for in patients and especially critically ill patients. Because of the fact that this is something that could potentially be on the rise. 
it's just weird that, like I said, watching this, watching this show and, and it, it, uh, the last of us and then seeing this like a couple of weeks later and then have this come back up again. is just weird. Uh, one doctor says that when the HIV crisis occurred back in the late seventies and eighties, uh, young people were dying of, of bread mold infections. And that's the type, that's because their immune system was significantly tampered down. He says, your immune system is important. These organisms, we call them opportunists will come, and that's the term that is very appropriate. They take advantage of the fact that our immune systems may be damaged and may be taken over by bacteria or a virus. Now, of course, in The Last of Us, everyone turned into zombies. <laughs> or not zombies. Or, or, I don't know what you call them. They were like plants. Uh, so I don't think we're all going to turn into plants. I kind of think that's going to be, I think that's kind of going to go the wrong way. I'm looking at some more of the articles about the Supreme Court outlaws affirmative action and college admission landmark cases. I love it. Some people, I love how some people put affirmative action is racial justice. (laughs) Uh, How is it? How is it the fact that you are just, you know, have we not reached a point in our life and society? And and I I think a lot of times, and this is like I said, I, I am a white gentleman. I admit that. But I'm also married to a Hispanic and Native American woman. And we've we've experienced racism over the years because of her heritage and ethnicity. And my son, of course, is also not only Irish, but, the, you know, Puerto Rican and Native American. And I'm, and I'm not downplaying it, but I think we've come a long way. Now, no, no, no one's perfect because there's always assholes in the world, but I think we've come a long way in reference to race and, and reference to people kind of ignoring race. It, it's, it's almost funny that sometimes at the left seems to search for something to find to scream racism and point their finger and point their crooked finger and say, that's racist. I said crooked finger because they're all old. <laughs> all the Democrats. You got like Nancy Pelosi, who's 9,478 years old. I could say that because I'm over 50, so I'm old too. But you kind of want, you kind of search for racism at times. And sometimes when it's not there, people on the left try to just make up racism. And and then I laugh because you have Mayor Adams, Mayor Adams of New York, who, who, who came up uh, yesterday or a couple, I think it was yesterday. And he likened white women to slave owners as he flipped out over questions over rising rent in, in New York. How is that not racism? Let, let, I think we have the clip here. Hold on. Do we, do we have the clip? I believe we have the clip here, folks. Let me see here. Uh, we got to get this to play. Hold on. Hold on. Whoops. We're going we're gonna to try to watch this here. Hold on. Oh, why is this not playing? We're going to have to continue watching this. Hold on. Hold on. Every, we're having technical difficulties today, but hold on. My crack staff will fix it. Here we go, crack staff. And there, oh, we got it to mute on. That's why. <laughs> let's take the mute off. You know, this is this is why this is always fun to do. Hold on. Let's take the mute off. There we go. I don't think you can hear the question that well. Okay, first, if you're going to ask a question, don't point at me and don't be disrespectful to me. I'm the mayor of this city and treat me with the respect I would I deserve to be treated. I'm speaking to you as an adult 
Don't stand in front like you treated someone that's on the plantation that you own. Give me the respect I do. Where the hell did that come from? Because of the fact that she's asking a question about the skyrocketing rents, he doesn't want to talk about it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to deflect to race. ...and engage in a conversation up here in Washington Heights. Treat me with the same level of respect I treat you. So don't be pointing at me. Don't be disrespectful to me. Speak with me as an adult because I'm a grown man. I walked into this room as a grown man, and I'm going to walk out of this room as a grown man. I answered your question. He never answered the question. We're not going to get into the question, but he never answered the question. But he is the only one that brought up race. He is the only one that that decided, well, you're, you're like a plantation owner. It was an elderly white woman asking about the skyrocketing price of rent in New York City. It's a question he doesn't want to answer. It's it's like Biden. When Biden gets cornered and is asked a question that he does not want to answer, he, he turns he turns into a badger and goes after the person that's asking the question. And immediately what the thought process was with Mayor Adams is, well, I'm, it's a white woman, so I'm going to say it's racist. She's being racist. She can't be upset because she can't afford rent where she lives. She can't be upset because rent is skyrocketing in this city. It's not anything because of that. It's because she is a racist. We, we've reached a point where everything's, everything's just racism. But the problem is, like I said, sometimes we have to search for racism. And, and I think there is there. I am not. I am not. I I am not going to say that there are not racist people in this world because there is racist people of every ethnicity. There's racist people in every, uh, you know, every every group. There's always going to be racist people. There there are racist white people. There's racist black people. There's racist Asian people. There's there's always going to be racism. There's always going to be racism, and and that's fine because you're never going to world in the, live in a perfect world because an asshole is an asshole, and that's just the way it is. It's not because they are a white person an asshole and they they potentially own slaves. I thought it was funny that it came out that the only president who did not come from defendant uh, descendants of slave owners was Trump. <laughs> I thought that was great because of the fact that you know the left is freaking out that. Uh, we sat there and, and we're like, oh, my God, you know what? Everyone's because you always they always go back into lineages and look to see who was who who was descended of slave owners. And the only president, the only president. The only president, of course. Our president or former president, I should say, is Donald Trump, who did not come from the descendant of race owners. I should say the defendant of slave owners. <laughs> well, I really can't talk today. It's been a it's been a long week. It's it's been it's been a terrible week. Indiana Jones is uh, coming out with their last movie, Harrison Ford, and the reviews are in and they're not great. Um, and one reviewer says it's never a good sign when the most rousing part of the movie is the end credits. So it's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Ah, uh, I I mean. And evidently, John Williams, the composer, has a booming, uh, a booming chorus or, or bo- booming music, which he does great music. He does all that, which is called Raiders March. Now, the f- the film was it's it's the fifth film in the series. Now, this franchise, which I didn't even remember, is is, is forty two years old now. So, if I have to think about this and do the math, Harrison Ford forty two forty two years, he was thirty seven, carry the seven. He's probably nine thousand four hundred sixty eight years old. Now you're always happy to see Harrison Ford now, but he is at, he is now eighty. 
He's 80 years old playing Indiana Jones. Now, evidently, I'm not, I didn't see the movie, but evidently they do a lot of uh, digital aging to appear, make him appear 40 years younger in certain scenes. Because I, I assume these are scenes that are like supposed to be back in time because it's on a Nazi train in the Alps. Where no, it makes them appear to look 40 years younger. And it's a special effects trick. And evidently that bothers people. I don't know why that bothers people. It don't bother me. It's a freaking movie. Listen, The Crystal Skull was a terrible movie. So I, I'm hoping that this is a much better film with Dr. Jones. I, I always love a short run. No time for love, Doctor Jones. Uh, that was what. That was what. That was in uh, what was that movie? Um, that was um, Temple of Doom. You know, and I think that's great because Short Round stole the show. It's funny that because the actor, the young actor that played Short Round, um, who's Asian American, he uh, he evidently ran into some racism, uh, which I can believe because this was back in the eighties. And he had to become a director and an actor back in his home country. I think it's in Japan. I don't remember. But evidently, like I said, you got an 80-year-old guy playing Dan, uh, playing, playing uh, Dr. Jones. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to see it. I really have no interest to in seeing an 80-year-old Indiana Jones. I, I just think it's, uh, you know, I just think it's just crazy. Whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. You keep seeing these non-binary students that are trying to get into sororities. I don't get that. We talked about this for a little bit. We talked about it for a little bit. It's just one of those things. It's just one of those things, you know. And some and some of these some of these guys are just weird. And I, I'm sorry. And it like I've said it like I've said it before. We've talked about this before. Sometimes people are just racist. And sometimes people are just weird and sometimes people just have issues and it's okay. Cause it's, that's, it's the, it's the world that we, it's the world that we live in now. And, and that's just the way we have to deal with it and just, and just kind of go from there. I thought it was interesting that a, uh, that some people that were ending their vacation in Las Vegas, <laughs> Won one point one won a one point three million dollar jackpot on a slot machine at the Las Vegas airport. I've been to Vegas a bunch of times for work and just for pleasure, and you always see these slot machines at the airport. So evidently, they won more than one point three million dollars on a slot machine at the Las Vegas airport on Tuesday. Now these are unnamed travelers. We're playing the slots. Wheel of Fortune. I played the Wheel of Fortune. Triple double Emeralds machine. Inside the Harry Reid International Airport. The fact that Harry Reid has an airport named after him, that's just disgusting. They took home $1,330,133. And they show the machine flashing. How do you get paid at an airport? There's a hard enough time to get paid when you're in a casino. How the hell do you get paid at an airport? Now, the Harry Reid International Airport has more than 1,400 slot machines uh, in the airport. So I guess there, I guess there is, I guess there's people, a lot of people working there. And the slot machines at the airport. I don't know. I really don't know about that because I always wondered that. I've I've never really won. I've won a couple small jackpots on the slot machines, but I've never won anything huge. I've never won anything big like that. And I, I guess a lot of people don't win. Um, don't win that. I wanted to talk again. We are having uh, a weather shift from some some uh, Canadian the Canadian wildfires, and the smoke is moving eastward again. And the problem with that is it's moving towards. New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, the tri-state area where I live. And 
it's forcing to have a low quality of air alerts come up. It was funny because my, my family got me a, a new iWatch for um, for Father's Day. And on the iWatch, there is I got an alert yesterday, and there's this guy wearing a mask, looked like a spiked helmet. And I, I sent to my wife, I said, you know, I love this watch, but I think I just got called the Thunderdome. Because I didn't know what the hell that was, but then it turned out to be a, a low air quality alert. Now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the brilliance of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, bl- the other day blamed global warming. On the smoke that was over New York City a couple of weeks back. That was global warming's fault. This is why she is a moron in waiting. Had nothing to do with the fact that it was from fire from Canada, where evidently the Canadian government did not purge certain areas. Uh, there, there's When you have a forest, there's something called controlled burns. And I actually noticed from a gentleman who was a firefighter and he was telling me you have certain control burns, which cleans up the brush. It cleans up these areas that can be used basically as kindling for larger forest fires. And evidently the forestry department in Canada were not taking care of these control burns and doing these things. So when a fire started, it just went out of control because of the fact that it wasn't because of global warming. It was because of lack of notice or lack of people actually doing their job to keep the forest safe. So they do not create these forest fires. I know that's shocking, but now the smoke is back again. The smoke is back again for a couple of days, and it's probably going to be over uh, the tri-state area. But it's not from global warming. <laughs> it's from lack of preparedness from the Forestry Department of Canada. But you know what? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez always, always has enough. It's not racism. It's the Green New Deal. What happened to that girl? What's her name? Greta Thunberg. What happened to her? The world was supposed to end five years. The world was supposed to end already. She told us five years ago the world was ending in five years. And you know what? We're all still here. Oh, that was a fun show today. Hope you really enjoyed it. And again, this is Tim. This is the matter. Get off my lawn. The matter is of a Gen Xer. And I've said it once before. The truth shall always set you free. And I'm out.